morning, First Covenant. We're glad that you are here this morning. You can see that we are practicing some social distancing here. I'm Pastor Evan. I'm Pastor Jody. And I'm Garrett. And we're here this morning with you, worshiping virtually. We're glad that you've joined us this morning at First Covenant Online. This is, of course, a new way to worship. We've not done this this way before, but we hope that this is as interactive as we can possibly make it this week. We invite you, when we sing along, to sing at home, to lift up holy hands if that's your way, to pray along with us, to get engaged by commenting. If you're able to comment as a Facebook user, we worship a living God. So let's be alive and active as we worship that God this morning. Feel free to also share this content now or later with people who don't have a church home or need to connect at a church home so that they can be blessed by this this morning as well. If you want to give, I know that that's hard when we're not together like this, but uh, you can give online on the website or on your phone through the website as well, or you can go old-fashioned like I do and send in a paper check. I make the bank do it for me, though, because they have better handwriting. Now, this morning... Can I interrupt for a you minute? You may. Kids, I see that some of you have already posted your pictures, and I'm sorry, I'm not quite tech-savvy enough in order to figure out how to see all of them at once, so I'm going to ask I saw some of your pictures already before church started, but if you would have your mom and dad put in the comment section what what you're holding, if you have a teddy bear or a horse or a puppy or a blanket or a pillow, I brought mine. I'm going to show it to you later. But if you would post that in the comment section, that way for sure I don't miss anyone's. If you can't, I couldn't figure out how to post a picture, so just post the words. So I can see what you have and what you're what you brought with you today for the children's sermon later. I'm really glad you all are here. The worst part about the fact that we're practicing this distance and we are at church, but you know what's missing? All the people that are sitting out there. We miss you. And so we're happy to see you via Facebook. But we miss you and look forward to when we can be together again. Okay, you ready so to start? So we are going to do a greeting. We do it with the kids. This is an old greeting, and we want to do it this morning, and it calls for something from you. So we're going to do just like we do with the kids each week. The Lord be with you, and also with you is what you respond. So let me try that again. The kids know the beginning. The so kids they do. should you can do, do the first part, and everyone else can do the also with you. Kids, follow me. Grown-ups follow Jody. All right? Got it? Really, the... it should be the other way around, don't you think, Pastor Evan? We'll try the opposite <laughs> today. Right? Grown-ups following me could be a real bad thing. But I'll let you lead the kids, and I'll follow... the grown-ups can follow me. Just hope I don't lead you wayward. Okay. Sounds good. Kids, with me. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let's worship the Lord with gladness today. All right, wherever you are, stand, kneel, but let's worship our God. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live. Jesus. 
We pray that you will come in and rescue them. We also pray for our health care providers, that you will keep them healthy, you will help them make wise decisions, and you will be with our leaders as they try to help us. Be with us now. Soften our hearts to your message. May we pray. Good morning, everyone. I am looking at what you are posting for me. I asked for a favorite pillow or a stuffed animal or a blanket. Oh, and who said you guys could talk during church? Man, chatterboxes out there, I see. Okay, kids, let's see. I've got horse and big puppy. I know them very well. And I see red panda and Teddy Dog, ooh, Ben the Lion, and Green Blanket, ooh, Stuffed Elephant, ooh, and Mom May, let's see, Baby Leah, and she crawls, I didn't know that. What else do we have, Pooh Bear? Two Pooh Bears, not one, but two. Oh, and I see another, oh, a Star Wars pillow, oh. And Kenobi Puppy, and I see Blanky, and Liony, and Puppy. Oh, lots of good animals there. Do they help you rest? Do they, it helps me sleep sometimes to have, I'm gonna ask you to take this away from me because I think I've seen everything that you guys are posting about. Sometimes you have something special that helps you sleep at night. In the Friday email, I asked you to draw a picture or post a photo of things that help you get rest. And you did an awesome job with all those different things that help you get rest. We hold on to these things, right? And our God says to us, come to me. And all the stuff that's going on around us, God is asking us to rest. And sometimes though, I not only am I a pastor, but I'm also a mom. So I've had a little bit of experience with this. Some of you don't like to rest. Raise your hand if you have ever fought your parents on taking a nap. Okay, parents, raise your hand if you've ever had your kids scream when you say it's time to take a nap. How many hands are raised at your house, huh? Have you ever screamed or tried to fight your mom and dad on taking a nap? I bet you there's a few of you that have done that before. Sometimes it's hard for us to admit we need to slow down. It's hard for us to admit we need to rest. It's hard for us to say we need God's help. It's hard to say I need help or I need God to help me or I can't do this on my own. Or here's a big one. I've heard some kids say this to their parents. You're not the boss of me. Ever said that to your mom and dad before? It's sometimes hard to say, okay, God, I need you to be the boss of me. I brought something to show you. Garrett, will you come up here? I brought my pillow. I don't let anyone touch my pillow. No one can put their head on my pillow because I don't want anyone else's greasy face except for my own. But I bet you, if you were here, I'd let you hold it. So I'm going to. Garrett, how strong are you? I'm feeling pretty strong. Okay, my pillow is extra heavy. You ready? Yeah. Are you sure? I think so. Okay. 
Oh my word! Oh, oh let me help you, Garrett. You sleep with that? Oh. I do sleep with this. It's very heavy. It's heavier than most pillows are. And I know that some of you have heavy burdens that you carry in life. Sometimes it's a physical burden that makes life hard. Maybe your mom or dad is looking for a job and so money is tight right now. Maybe someone in your family is sick and you're worried about their health and whether they're gonna be okay, or maybe some of you have a hard time in school, and that's a heavy burden to carry too. I don't know what the burdens are that each one of you have in your life, but I do know that you can't handle it by yourself. And guess what? You don't have to. Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus said he is humble and he is gentle and he will give rest to our souls. God's word is full of promises to help us in times of trouble. There's a few more. Don't be afraid. I'm always with you. I will give you strength. I'll help you in times of trouble. Jesus and God say all those things to us in the Bible. And these are words of encouragement when we face hard times that come our way. So does that mean if we ask God to take all our troubles away, he will? No, he won't, but God does promise to help us. In fact, sometimes our troubles help us grow and become stronger. Sometimes our troubles help us learn to trust Jesus. But when the load is heavy, like my pillow is really heavy, Jesus will help us carry it. And there's never a burden that's too heavy for Jesus. So kids, I'm going to ask you to pray with me right now. Close your eyes, bow your heads, and let's pray together. Dear Jesus, we are thankful that when we struggle under a heavy load, you are there to help us carry the load. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Great to see each one of you. Thank you for bringing your stuffed animals and your pillows and your blankets with you to worship this morning. Good morning again, everybody. I'm going to read our scripture for this morning, which comes out of the book of Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. I hope these words wash over you this morning and bring great comfort and peace as we hear the words of Jesus. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. In the world of carnival and kid birthday party style games, there are some classics that we can run into. We have the musical chairs, pin the tail on the donkey. Uh, we also have the three-legged race. And I think the three-legged race is a close parallel to what Jesus is talking about when he talks about the yoke here. 
Because in a three-legged race, you put two people together and make basically a third leg between the two of you. And you have to run at the right pace together in order to make it work and get to the finish line. If you don't coordinate your actions and the steps that you take together at the right pace, you're going to end up in a pile on the ground. And it's going to be hilarious, especially to those watching, but the finish line is still going to be far in the distance. Well, the people who follow Jesus Christ, that is the church, are made up of people who are trying to walk at a Jesus pace. And the church is made up of people who are being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ with that walk. We're made into the image of Jesus by the power of Jesus Christ. And if that's true, then we must walk at the pace of Jesus both as individuals and as the church in order to make that reality. And I want us to recognize this morning that while that walking at a Jesus pace, what that means together for us as God's people in a historical moment like this. So if we come back to the image of the yoke, it really is like a three-legged race in that pace does matter. When Jesus talks about the yoke, he's talking probably about two oxen who are connected together by a wooden rod, and those two oxen walk together, pulling a plow behind them, that of course a human is there, tilling the ground so that they can drop in the seed and have a crop when the time comes. It's literally horsepower is what we're talking about here, ox power in the case of Jesus. But what's interesting is Jesus doesn't talk about the, pers the person being yoked with him as being on the plow, but in the capacity of the engine. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And when two oxen were yoked together, they needed to work at the right pace so that they could work uh, uh, together for coordination and stamina and not run out of steam during the day. Moving too fast, you'd have bad row, first of all, but you're, you're going to be ineffective at moving the plow. There was common work to be done for two oxen walking together, and Jesus does the same thing when he says to be yoked to him. There's, he calls anyone who follows him to that same common work, to walk at his pace to accomplish his work in the world. Jesus' church is supposed to walk at the pace of Jesus Christ together. In the final instructions that Jesus gives to his disciples, uh, indicate this. He says, teach everybody what I command. He says, go out and baptize, which means bring other people in to my people that can be yoked to me and walk together with me and with the church. He says uh, that, uh, that you are to be witnesses to this work together. And as God's people, we work together and we grow together in this work. One way we can grow, of course, is in knowledge of God, but I think right at this moment we're pushed to the fact that we, are, we grow together as a church as we support one another and encourage one another faithfully as we reach out to one another, our church, and to our community in this difficult moment. And we walk with Jesus as we do that, when I say we walk at Jesus' pace, Jesus gives us two key words that help us understand what that means. In verse 29, he says, I am humble or gentle and humble in heart. That gentleness and humility, those are Jesus-like characteristics 
that anybody who follows Jesus should put on to become like him. They're the very heart of Jesus. They should be the heart of those who follow him. And there's a lot packed into those two simple words. That word gentle is actually the same word the New Testament uses for meek, which I would contend meekness is one of the most misunderstood, yet one of the more powerful words that we have in the English language. A person who is meek or gentle, as Jesus talks about here, is somebody who has a high level of self-control. They're a person who's very measured and reserved in what they do. But importantly, a meek person is somebody who's also bold. They're going to do the right thing at the right time because it's right. And we can dig a little deeper into this word gentle that Jesus uses because the actual Greek word that's used here really means an animal like a horse that's been brought under control. And now this animal with great power can be used for domestic or useful service with a human. That's what it means to be gentle like Jesus talks about. Now, I'll give a for instance here. My dog is anything but meek and gentle like this. She's very untrained. If I say key words like squirrel, walk, treat, bone, she's probably jumping right now. If I get the leash out, she'd be all over the place. Hardly a meek animal, not under control. The opposite of that is what Jesus has in mind. So what does it mean then if we as God's people following Jesus, walking together, are yoked with Jesus, are to be gentle like Jesus in this meek way? Three words. Don't panic, church. That's what it means in a moment like this. It means that we walk forward with Jesus, sober-minded, knowing that there's difficulty and danger around, but we help all the, all the people that we can in a controlled and calm manner. We are ready to do right, stepping in to act in a helpful way, knowing that Jesus is yoked with us, walking along the journey together. Now, the second word that Jesus uses is humble. He's humble in heart, which seems like an interior word that focuses on me, even as we try not to. As C.S. Lewis famously said that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. But even in that, you can see the practical implications of humility are outward, not inward. Humility is an act of submission of the will, you are looking outward, though, at the needs of others in being humble. And in our case, we're submitting our will to the will of God the Father to work for the needs and care of others. Because at its best, humility exhibits total trust, total trust in God's provision. That as you think of yourself less and submit to God's will, God will provide for you and for those you're caring for. Jesus, of course, exemplified great humility when he went to the cross to take care of the problem of sin for you and me and to defeat death in victory as he rose again from the dead. But even in the example of being yoked, Jesus shows what humility looks like. Because being yoked to Jesus is a training and serving ground all at the same time. If we think again about two oxen yoked together, this is the strength of the image, in the days of Jesus and beyond, it's been customary to take an older, experienced ox to break in a new, young ox and yoke those two together. 
we already saw at the beginning that doing something like that would help get the right pace. The older ox is naturally going to slow down the young ox to walk at an appropriate pace for the job. But more importantly, for that to happen, the older ox actually bears the fullness of the load for the young ox, so it can learn the pace without getting worn out. The old ox actually shows humility in that way by selflessly sacrificing its own strength so that the young ox can grow to become like the old ox. Jesus does this for us. He bears the load when we cannot. And Jesus sets the pace so that we can do God's work by the power of Jesus. Right now in this moment when we're in, I hear a lot of comments being voiced in this time of pandemic that we're in uncharted water, particularly for the church. And there is a lot of anxiety around, but I want to take a moment to be gentle and say, let's not panic. Let's be sober-minded. We are in uncharted water for our generation, but not for the church. It's difficult. I've never pastored through this. We've not experienced this in our generation. We don't invalidate that anxiety that's there. But we want to recognize that the church has walked, yoked with, yoked with Jesus, through many pandemics, epidemics, plagues, and all kinds of other things that have happened in the world for 2,000 years. In AD 165, for instance, the church faced a 15-year epidemic. As a simple example, when that happened, what people witnessed from the church were people selflessly going out in humility and gentleness to take care of the hurting, the sick, and those in need. They selflessly gave of their time, their resources. They sacrificed their safety and comfort for their community in a time of great need. It's not the first time, it wasn't the last time that the church has stepped in like this, yoked with Jesus. But we recognize that it's our first time doing this, and there is anxiety that comes with that, and even fear. And so those first words from Jesus in our passage give us great comfort to start the journey. Come to me, all you who are weary. I've needed those words this week and the last couple weeks, and I'm going to guess you've needed a word like that from Jesus too, and we get that word from Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary. At one point or another, that's been all of us over the past couple weeks. It's an invitation of comfort. It's an invitation of joy. And the invitation only gets better for those who follow Jesus Christ. It invites us to take on the yoke, and Jesus says the yoke is easy, which really means it fits right. Because let's face it, when we're yoked with Jesus, there's still work to be done. The difference is now we're yoked with the one who makes it worth it, who provides the power, the stamina, and the purpose to make it to the finish line when we're yoked with Jesus Christ. Hey church, guess what? We don't just yoke ourselves to Jesus. We're yoked together as God's people in this time. Jesus followers being transformed to be like Jesus. We're yoked in gentleness and humility, bearing the load together for those who can't in this time and giving selflessly when there is need. And brothers and sisters of First Covenant, I want to say specifically as your pastor, one of the things that I've recognized is you have this as your heart already, this gentleness and humility. We didn't ask for a moment like this, but this is already your heart in so many ways. This congregation is made up of doers, 
of people who want to roll up their sleeves and do the work of the gospel in real, physical, and tangible ways. And this is our moment. Some of you are already ready. You've already volunteered to help. We don't even know all the needs yet, but you've stepped forward. Some of you want to step forward. There's a sign-up on the website. Go ahead and sign up. Let the office know that you want to help. You're ready to go pick up groceries when people need it, prescriptions, run errands, do whatever happens. That's us being yoked with Jesus with the heart of gentleness and humility. Some of you might now be stuck at home or you're going to be stuck at home at some point. And that's going to be tough. Some of us will get sick. Some of us will have need at this time if we don't already. And guess what? The church is here to bear the load with you, yoked together. When you can't bear that load yourself, we want to walk at your pace to help and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Some of us live near neighbors, we have family, we have co-workers, we have friends who aren't yoked to Jesus. They don't know Jesus, they don't have a church, and there's going to be need there. And we as the church need to take on those needs when they come. Be looking for the chance to be Jesus both as individuals yoked with Christ and as his people, and let us know so we can do it together. And then there are some who fall in between. We can't do all the work that's out there, uh, but we're not also uh, quarantined at home, but we can do the job of encouraging those who are either at home and can't get out or are doing the work. We can give words of wisdom and encouragement and care in this time. But finally, I just want to say this. We can and we all should pray. Don't let anybody tell you any different at this time. Prayer is care. We're yoked together with the God of the universe. Who else are we praying to but the one that we're yoked with? So let's pray to him because he's walking with us through all of this. Calling us to be like him in gentleness and humility. And as we walk with Jesus, let's remember that even though it's our first time doing this, our Savior has done this over and over again. When we're yoked to him, we have the power and the strength to go forward together in this time of need, to be like Jesus in this world. Let's pray together, shall we? Lord, I thank you that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, in gentleness and humility, and that you've called us to the same task. So this morning, uh, if we follow your Son, Jesus Christ, give us strength, if we don't yet know your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, may your Spirit fall on us this morning, that we would know what that gentleness and humility looks like. Lord, we know there are going to be needs around. Help us see those needs. Help us meet those needs. Help us not be fearful because we walk with you, with your Son, Jesus Christ, through all of this. We are yoked with the one who has the heart of gentleness and humility, God, and we will not grow weary because he is bearing the load for us. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Hey, First Covenant, let's sing a little bit more.
Jesus is bearing the load for us, and we can walk forward with him. I'm sad that we can't be together physically, but I'm glad we can be together this way. Thanks for joining us this morning at First Covenant. Be blessed. <laughs>